God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. Father, we worship. We thank you, our Father. What a mighty God you are. What an excellent King you are. Receive our praises and worship. Receive our thanksgiving, the King of all the earth. We lift your name on high. What a mighty God you are. Thank you, Father. It has been you helping us since we came and since we have been on it. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for where you are going with us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Be thou exalted. Be thou glorified. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We receive the fullness of your spirit. We receive the fullness of your power. We receive the fullness of your grace to run the race of today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for answering this prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. We are moving right away to the teachings of today. If you have not registered, maybe you came yesterday night and you don't have the program booklet, it means you have not registered. I will allow the registration people to register you as fast as possible while we are starting. So those in registration, if there are people that came yesterday night and they have not registered, just quickly attend to them so that they can have the program booklet in order to join us well. When I was praying this morning, the Lord told me that some people will be needing personal counseling and prayers. 
So we are going to use the break period to attend to such people. If you are having strange experiences or maybe you are just coming to this meeting and this is where you truly encountered the Lord. You have been in religious meetings but the Lord has encountered you and you know. And you, in fact, once you are in that category, you will need personal counseling. So that you will be able to have a way of uh, receiving wisdom and grace to be able to move forward with your Christian race or in your Christian race. Sometimes, they, depending on the past life that such a person has lived, there may be need for deliverance, cutting off all the negative spirits that has been contacted through such careless living so that the person can be free to follow the Lord. So, if you are in that category or you are having strange experiences, having sex in the dream, seeing snakes, swimming, flying, all those kind of experiences, you will need to meet our counselors. They will counsel you and pray for you. So, um, some of us that has been the discipleship family fathers in that um, business before now, you get ready to take these counselees uh, during the break. Okay, so these are the few things I need to say. Then there are a few questions that came from the, the discussion we had last night. The discussion is to enable us have a deeper and a better understanding of what God has been teaching us centrally and then ways of practical ways of applying them in our lives and maybe if we want to apply them are there challenges that we will meet in trying to apply them. We try to resolve those things within the um, discussion period. So, but if there are questions that maybe couldn't be answered or answered well during the discussion, we normally try to answer them together. So there are a few of them that came up which I want to address before we start the teaching proper. This one said, King Saul's example was cited using his initiative of not killing everything. Is it not right for us to use our initiative sometimes in carrying out God's will? What could go wrong when using our own brain in carrying out 
God's instruction. The purpose of human brain from the beginning, God's intention of giving man brain before the fall of man is to use the brain to understand the will of God, what God is saying. When God speaks to man, he receives and hears the voice of God in his spirit. And then he is supposed to use his soul, the mind particularly, to understand what the hearing organ of the spirit, the hearing organ of the spirit is called intuition. Intuition. So when God speaks to a man, he's supposed to hear it with his intuition. Intuition is the ear of the spirit. So, if he hears what God says in his intuition, then his mind, the interpretation, the understanding aspect of the soul is the mind. He's supposed to use it to understand what God has said, not to add. That is God's intention for human brain from the beginning. An organ for understanding what God is saying in the spirit. But after the fall of man, the spirit lost its position of hearing and uh, ruling. The soul be- became empowered such that the man, this, the man can operate without instruction. Before the fall, the man will never know what to do except he hears from God. He can never use his brain to think out what to do. And that was what the devil was telling Eve. That when you eat this fruit, you'll be able to think out by yourself what to do. You'll be able to just reason and get to know what to do. And he fell for that. So, we, were, we are all born with that same nature of having a brain and somebody can just say this is what is good for me let me do it so that is wrong when Jesus came to restore man what he did was to live exactly the same way that Adam is supposed to have lived and given birth to all of us which is That was why he said, the son can do nothing except what he hears from the father. So, he never uses his brain to think out what to do. He will first of all hear from the father before he acts. So, the brain, the mind, is not for adding to what God has said or rationalizing and feeling that it is not Uh, all that good it can be modified no it is just for understanding of what God has said and then be able to apply that this one said if someone comes to attack you with the intention to harm or kill you what do you do this is in relation to 
not being angry. Well, Jesus said, do not resist an evil person. Let's read it from the scripture. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse 39. Okay. Maybe 38 and 39. You have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil. I think that should be do not resist an evil person. If you read it with New King James or some other versions, what it means is do not resist an evil person. Do not resist evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compare thee to go a mile, go with him to wine. Give to him that accept thee, and from him that will borrow of thee, turn not thou away. This is an instruction from Jesus concerning what the life of his disciples should be. Um, and that is why he said, you can't be my disciple if you have not denied yourself. He said, I tell you, do not resist an evil person. Do not. Resist is fight. Do not resist an evil person. Now, I want us to note that life has principles and laws. When I was, let me give you an example. When I was younger, I used to imagine what if a madman carries a car and come out and he's driving on the road. He will cause accident too. Until I grew up and came to know that no madman will have access to a car. Are you getting me? It's a law. Who is going to give a madman a car? The moment people sense that this person is mad, they will become conscious and ensure that he doesn't touch a car. It's a natural law. It's not written anywhere that a madman should not drive. But men enforces it. Are you getting me? Now, there is no way somebody will just come to you with a machete to attack you or to kill you. There is no smoke without fire. Are you following me? 
You know, if we are to live a life in the Spirit, following the Holy Spirit, in relating with people, and doing what we are supposed to do, you will notice that God will direct your ways. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. He will direct your steps. So sometimes, I know people ask questions, um, what if this thing happened? But there are some things that can never happen, except you cause them to happen. Again, God is an expert in delivering his people from death. That's why he said, trust in the Lord. He knows what to do and how to do it. I, I had a story of a man that went to do restitution after prayers. And he just repented and he was responsible as an unbeliever in the death of someone. So he needed to go and confess and obtain forgiveness. So when he went to the uh, family to tell them, I am the one responsible for the death of your brother. He was talking to the brother of the man. And he told them that he did it while he was an unbeliever, but now he, is, he has met the Lord. Things have changed. It's no longer the same. So one kind of person he was got so angry and was like, you killed my brother and you are bold to come. And he didn't even want to understand the aspect of repentance. And you are bold to come and talk about it. And he went inside, got a machet, and was meant to, to you know, kill him. It's not about um, trying to make him afraid. He meant to kill him. He didn't run. He was standing. The only thing that happened was that when the man raised up his hand to kill him, his hand was hanging. Stunting hanged his hand. The name of that thing is an angel. He wanted to bring down his hand. He couldn't. He couldn't move the hand anymore. That was how he started begging for prayers. From there, he now was he repented, himself repented, and was prayed for. His hand now came down. Amen. Let me say this. If you want to be a Christian, be a Christian. If you don't want to be a, a disciple of Christ, go to the world and live Know that you are going to hellfire from the day one. So that you go there. When, they, when you see yourself in hellfire, you will not be surprised. You just be telling yourself, this is what I prepared for my life. Then you are just like, should I, should I follow these people? This thing they are teaching, I don't know. I, I, I think I will be following them small, small. Yeah, but... 
to drop this my boyfriend or this my girl, this relationship is hard though. You go be hard though. But every other thing they are teaching is good. It is better you make up because why I'm saying this is that when a man have resolved to follow the Lord, the Lord will also come out for you. He will defend you. He will fight for you. He will. People will do things against you, but sometimes when they are trying to do it, they will be frustrated. If God will be fighting for you. That's why he said don't fight. Because when you fight, you will lose his own fight on your behalf. Resist means fight. So when he, he said don't fight because I want to fight for you. So when you are having a, that, that's what's called meekness, that disposition of heart, where you have totally surrendered to the Lord and you are following him, he will always be there to protect and to preserve you. So, and there's no fear about this thing will happen. Do you remember that God came to Joseph in the dream and said, carry that boy run to Egypt because some people are going to look for him to kill. Do you remember? So he has information. He knows everything. He knows tomorrow. So if you are with God, be with God so that you know that you are safe. Are you getting it? If you don't want to be with God, you better go and negotiate with the devil. How many of your life you will cut short to protect you and give you money? Or, you know, the devil is a good negotiator. And then, at the end of your life, you find yourself with him in hell. That's the much I can say about that. If some, okay. The will of God is it only on evangelism and prayer? Can't it also be on business like Dangote, Elon Musk? I think the person that asked this question is supposed to be a businessman. To be led by the Spirit is the life that God recommended for us. And the leadership of the Spirit is not just being religious. To walk in the spirit is to be on what God has wanted you to be on at every point in time. If God wants you to be in your as a best man, cells, in your house, praying and speaking in tongues and shouting, you are walking in the flesh. There's a difference between religion and Christianity. Religion People trying to do religious things. They pray, they sing, they dance, they read Bible, they go for evangelism. Just doing things that are religious. You try to find out at the time, what does he want me to do? And you are on it. That's Christianity. So, there are some believers that they, they fail in everything they do. Students, they fail in their academics. I don't see any reason why a Christian student should not be the best. I don't see any reason why a Christian student should not be the best 
in his class. There's no reason for that. Except for this kind of question now that this person asks. When the student is supposed to be reading, doing his assignment, he will be on evangelism or station or praying or going for one program or the other. You know, some people are just this religious. When they leave um, CLD around, there's a program next week, they will go there. When they finish that one, they will go to the. They don't ask God. That's the problem. That's the problem. Which one do you want me to attend? So by the time they finish attending everything, they will not have time to read their book again. And they will fail. Because they are not living in the spirit, they are not working in the spirit. And when they leave studentship and enter into civil service or business, they will still have the same problem. Because they didn't correct it. The same problem. When they are supposed to be in their shop by M. Let me use an example. A, 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 a businessman that is selling stationaries, what students are using. Some students by 6 o'clock, 6.30, some parents are already dropping their children because they want to go to work on time. Am I correct? So something that is selling, such, your shop should be open 6 o'clock so that people that are, want to buy, they can come and buy. And once they know that you are opening on time, they will always want to come because they know that not everybody is opening at that time. So, but such person will, will not come out. In the morning, he will, you know, start prayer and pray till 10 o'clock because he's a businessman. He's not working where in the bank where you must be at work by 7.30. And then by after 10, he will now come out spirit. <laughs> and when he reaches his shop, he will start another prayer session and prophesy. Somebody want to buy, he will notice that he's still praying in his shop after 10. Such a person will soon be, be, be the landlord of that shop will soon kick him out because he will not be able to pay the rent of the shop. Laziness and lousiness. Christianity is not about prayer only just doing religious things is about this is the time he wants me to pray when i was a student sometimes i will come back from fellowship or and i want to start praying the holy ghost will say this is not a prayer time go and read your book go and read your book and i will stop prayer carry book and go and read so don't say you are you are, you are a, a christian that's why you will not take your business serious you will not you know when you do well as a businessman, a business leader, and that's what God wants for us. He wants us to be leaders in our professions. When people want to have resource persons that will talk to people on business, they don't call every businessman. Am I correct? They call people that have excelled in business. So why won't they be Christians? Excuse me, why? They can't call anybody. I remember UNN in those days organizing entrepreneurship seminar for students. The people they called, this um, peace, peace mass um, innocent, they can't call some of us that, are, that have one shop at our bed. One miserable shop. <laughs> All of you that have miserable shop, I prophesy that the Lord will lift you out of that misery. In the name of Jesus. 
2018 CLDR, we had a professional workshop and we challenged every business owner to start establishing their branches. And I know some of us that took that instruction serious and began to have their shop branches. So we are here to excel wherever God has called us. It's not only in prayer or evangelism. But you must be sure your own area of care. Is witchcraft not only the one that flies at night alone? Throw more light in witchcraft as someone manipulation manipulative as done in the morning. The person the preacher said okay, let me take it one after the other. Um, when we were looking at the works of the flesh in the morning, we met witchcraft as one of the works of the flesh, as listed in Galatians 5, 19 to 21. And in trying to explain witchcraft, I explained that it is not only the wicked people that turn to animals flying in the night, that trying to control someone using your position to do what you want is also witchcraft. And we gave example of maybe a husband or a wife. The things that normally, legitimately, by marriage law, by God's own law of marriage, you are supposed to you know, give to your husband or to your wife. You will not do it. But when you need something from him or from her, you will do it well. We say that is an activity of witchcraft. I learned that in one of the classes that that caused commotion. Now listen to this. The same way God has Holy Spirit as the execution force of his agenda on earth is the same way Satan has witchcraft spirit as the execution of his own agenda. And witchcraft spirit works closely with self. Now listen. The principle of witchcraft is the principle of manipulation. And if you check the meaning of the word manipulation in dictionary, if you check the dictionary meaning, let me get a dictionary, of manipulation, Okay, there are some meanings, but look at this one. To manipulate is to influence or control someone in order to achieve a specific purpose, especially one that is unknown to the person being manipulated and beneficial to the manipulator. Did you get it? Eh? 
to influence or control someone in order to achieve a specific purpose. You know, witchcraft, the normal witchcraft spirit that flies in the night, you know what they do? When they want to control or hold someone who is sleeping, for example, and all those kind of attack, when they want to do that, what they do is to go to the person's dream. And when they go to the person's dream, they have a specific purpose. Their purpose is not that dream thing. So they, they will be doing things. Sometimes you will, they will appear with a picture of somebody who is dead, or you think you are doing something with somebody. Sometimes they will come as masquerade. Sometimes they will, as if you are, you are climbing a, 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 a very tall something. They are just trying to, you know, get you. Sometimes it may be to get you afraid in that dream so that they can come physical. You may not be able to know what they are doing until they start doing it. So the principle of witchcraft is the principle. When you are trying to influence or control someone to achieve a purpose that is not known to the person, and that will be beneficial to you. That's the principle of witchcraft. And that is a major activity of the flesh. Major. So, um, and anybody who is doing that is actually cooperating well with Satan, with self, and is um, it's not it's not a Christian. It cannot be. That's why you know there are some examples in the Bible. There are some examples in the Bible about this. There is a lady, this Tama, that um, who do you call? I think Amnon or so. Her. Tama was not aware of what Amnon was um, planning. She just came innocently to cook food for his brother. But he has used all sorts of things, sickness, uh, lying on the bed, doing this one. That's manipulation. The devil has up to two or three. He, he, he deceives, he tempts, he accuses. He deceives, he manipulates, he attacks. Five-fold ministry. He tempts, he accuses, he deceives, manipulates, and attacks. So manipulation, the spirit in charge of manipulation is the spirit of witchcraft. The only difference between the one they do in the dream is that that one is in the dream. The one that people do physical is they do that one physical. Then the second question here said the person the preacher said was sending the charge card to him always. Is is it the same as witchcraft manipulation? The motive with which you do things matters and is also in line with manipulation. That is, if your purpose for doing what you are doing is to manipulate somebody, then 
Only you know because motive is not seen. Motive is not seen. So sometimes somebody can be doing something with a motive or purpose of manipulating. But listen to this. There are specific, when I, I mentioned this, there are things that we are saying that necessitated it. There are specific things that God is expecting from us. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It's just that in Christianity, everything is free. If you are to attend a conference in the world where you will learn the kind of things that maybe will help you in any area or profession, those of us who used to attend such conference, I attended a lot while I was a civil servant and as a lecturer. You have to, first of all, pay the conference registration fee. Very heavy amount. Then when you come, the conference registration fee will cover the materials, this thing that they gave you free. Is this thing free in the market? Did they charge you when they were giving it to you? You have to register, and then that covers your material. And then when you get there, you have to cater for your feeding and accommodation. You must have to. Nobody will. If you don't have a place to accommodate yourself, you, no, nobody will talk to you. You just notice that you will have... You know, sometimes, sometimes when people are standing on a junction that vehicle cannot stop to pick them, you don't need to talk to them because by the time they stand there for some time, they have brain. They just say, ah, all the vehicle that I am stopping is not, is not stopping. They will just change location. So if you don't go there with money, you know, when you finish suffering in that particular one, Next time when you hear about conference, you will prepare yourself. Because you will turn to a beggar, literally. And you know, when you start kind of, that kind of begging, you may beg 10 persons before 11 persons will just look at you. Amen. So why we are saying this is that, you know, how does God, how does God sustain people that are taking their time to labor for his people to be well fed with the word of God, to be catered, to be prayed for, to be cared for. How does he do that? He has a way. We are here to learn the ways of God. He has a way. What is God's way? When Jesus was sending the uh, 12 disciples to go and preach, he said, don't carry purse. Don't carry money. Go without money. Go without purse. Because the laborer is worthy of his wages. What does he mean by that? He said, as you labor among the people, I am responsible to touch their heart, to give you what you need. And in Luke 8, the Bible talked about people that we are following Jesus, especially women, and they were, you know, ministering to his needs and the needs of his disciples. Amen. So the command is all over the scripture. Those who receive instruction in the word, they should, they should reciprocate. They should do something. They, and it's not something you do once and stop. It's a continuous thing. So the truth is that the person that is asking this question, or maybe someone who is thinking, uh, 
Why is he giving something? The person that is giving is the person that is doing the right thing. The person that is not giving is not doing the right thing. And you know what God does? When you obey him, he blesses you. There is blessing in every obedience to the word of God. So it's not manipulation by principle. But somebody can decide to gain the heart of somebody by gift. People do that. But the person I spoke about, I can vouch for him because I'm a spiritual man by God's grace. It's not manipulation. So whoever is asking the question, please hear it loud and clear. It's not a witchcraft. I'm not under manipulation. Amen. Like someone who doesn't like wearing clothes at home, maybe because of heat, and by that can be seen naked by others. Is it a sin? Because brother said that seeing nakedness of others is a sin. It was when we are trying to educate people on the foolishness of watching pornography. You don't gain anything by pornography. You lose everything. Pornography is two types, online and offline. Before the online pornography came out as blue films in those days, offline pornography has been, you know, since the beginning of the world. And it is sponsored and engineered by the devil, the prince of this world. So, let me answer the question. Somebody who is in his house and hit you know, if he's my children, they will say that heat is doing me. <laughs> Mommy, heat is doing me. Now, if you're, the person is feeling hot, and I don't think the person will remove everything and become stuck naked. So, if he's in your house, and you... You are feeling hot or heat and you removed your clothes because you are feeling heat. Because you are feeling heat. There's no problem with that. As long as somebody else is not subjected to temptation by that. Like in my house. In my house. My house, uh, by the grace of God, is a great house. We are a good number of disciples, brothers and sisters comes and stays for the purpose of discipleship from time to time. So, there's a law for brothers. They don't wear nika to come out of the brother's room. They don't wear nika. So, if you have nika and you come to my house, you will never wear it until you leave my house. You must be on trousers. Why? If you wear nika and you come out of the brother's room and you are moving through the passage to the parlor, you may meet a sister. The sister may not tell you that I am feeling lost because of some part of your body that I'm seeing. The same thing with um, sisters. The brother may not tell you that I am feeling lost because of the way you are dressing. These things goes on in the heart. 
So to avoid being an object of temptation to others, wherever you are, and you know that people are looking at you, and that might become a temptation for them, you, for their sake, for their sake, you can manage the heat. I have not seen where heat killed somebody. Sometimes, self, you have to choose between heat and mosquito. Yes, if you, you know, don't want heat, then if you don't want mosquito, but if you want um, mosquito, you open the windows, open everywhere, and air will come. Mosquito will also come. <laughs> so I think the question is answered. Then how to overcome anger when accused falsely? How to overcome anger? You remember that yesterday it was clearly you know, brought out during the teaching that anger is a work of the flesh. It's an activity of the flesh. So this person is asking, how do I overcome anger? Especially when I am falsely accused. The truth is that false accusation is one of the greatest temptation to the flesh. The greatest. One of the greatest. If it is something that you did and somebody is accusing you and saying you did it, maybe he's saying that you did it more than uh, what you did. It's a different thing than what you did not do. But when we look at the example of Jesus, how did he overcome anger when he was falsely accused? Because he was falsely accused, not once, many times. How did he overcome it? He denied himself. He made himself nothing ahead of time. What we fight with accusation is our image. What we fight when accused is what? How people will start seeing us from now. A dead man falsely. Does he get angry? Eh? He doesn't get angry. So, I believe that this question, I may not be able to answer it completely until we finish the teaching series we have this morning. So, permit me to uh, go straight to the teaching series. I hope and trust the Lord that he will grant us grace to finish the content. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website, www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels.